What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? It's that time of week. It's the media clash time. It's media clash time. I, I'll, I'll eventually come up with a better intro for this, but as always, I'm Wayne, joined by Paul, and we're going to get into some movies, TV, and you know, news and entertainment stuff, because we haven't really done that in the last couple of weeks, and we need to get to it. So, uh, as usual, we'll start with the things that we have watched and played. Uh, go. What do you got for us, Paul? Uh, watch wise, I watched the boys' diabolical. It's a little short cartoons that they're doing. There's about eight of them. Every episode's a different style of animation. You got your Looney Tunes, 1940s and 30s style. You have your uh, Korean, your animation anime style um stuff like that and most of them are not very good there's maybe two out of the eight are very good um there's a semi homelander origin is when he first got into the team and uh originally noir was the team leader before homelander and they kind of show how um Elizabeth Shue's character was like her slowly digging her hooks into Homelander to to kind of manipulate him and do everything she wanted him to do. Um, it's not long. The uh, pretty big names they got for to do voiceovers: Don Cheadle, Joe um, DiMaggio. All the original people from the show did their voices. They did one episode where it's strictly the style of the comic book. So the Butcher is played by Jason Isaac. And Hoobie is played by Simon Pegg. Who they basically, the likeness from the comic book was yeah. after him. So that was kind of, kind of, uh, and that was a good episode. That was probably like one of the best episodes. Um, All Flags Mean Death started two weeks ago and they've been releasing three episodes per week on HBO Max. I'm guessing it's a streaming only. Yes. Uh, it's 30 minutes long. It's Tata Waitiki is the executive producer and he s- plays uh, Blackbeard in- on the show. Reese Darby plays the lead as the gentleman pirate and his little merry band of pirates that he has. And you watch the show, and it's very... If you if you like What We Do in the Shadows or Fly the Concords, it's, it's that style of comedy. And it's got a lot of great actors in it, too. Like, there's a lot of people, you'll recognize their face, because they... But you just don't know their name. You have to look it up. Um... Elton John from Truth Seekers is in it. The Black Kid. Oh, okay. Was his name Elton John? I'm trying to remember. I don't know. I don't remember. And then he, it's like, what's your real name? And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lionel Richie? I think it was his real name. Or something. I can't remember. 
sucks that show got canceled. Um, but it's very funny. There's they did eight episodes in the past three weeks, so the last two episodes are gonna uh, come out next next Thursday. Um, I'm trying to see what else I watched that you didn't see yet. Um, I guess that's about it. Like, except for the one major thing well, that we'll talk about later. I mean, really, all I've other than watching like my usual like flashes back on, so I'm watching that. Uh, the only bigger things that I've watched, um, I binge watched uh, season four of Drive to Survive because uh, F1 starts back up. This weekend in Bahrain, so you know nothing like watching a bunch of multi-millionaires drive around at 200 miles an hour. Uh, so yeah, that was good as usual because it's just literally fancy edited for drama you know, documentary footage like Netflix does so well. Um, The only other thing really uh, just been uh, playing Destiny, Jurassic World Evolution 2, uh, redownloaded Watch Dogs Legion and play trying to play through that a little bit. I don't I still don't think I'm gonna finish it again. Um and then I started playing the Mass Effect Legendary Edition. And just like the first time I tried playing Mass Effect One, it's just I can't I can't get into it. Like I cannot get into Mass Effect. I played and beat Mass Effect Two, I played and beat Mass Effect Three. I just could not get into Mass Effect 1. I don't know why. That was the same way. I like, played 10 minutes of it and I hated the controls. Yeah, like, I mean, even though, like, the controls and everything, all this is, like, it's redone. I'm just, I don't know, maybe it's one of these things, like, I know the story, I know how everything plays out. I probably won't play either, any of them. <laughs> yeah. It's not a, a replay game. Um,. I forgot to say, I started, I went back and played Assassin's Creed Valhalla because of the, uh, I got the season pass and all the season pass stuff, expansions and DLCs came out. And um, so I'm slowly going through that. The uh, I've gone to Ireland to help them out and mm-hmm. deal with the druids and stuff like that. Next, I think... The Dawn of Ragnarok came out, and I thought it was a part of the season pass, but it's not. It's like its own expansion, like its own little mini game. You know, there's a uh, an assassin character you can get in a the the DLC for Watch Dogs, and uh, clearly, even though they're probably made in the same engine, they they probably should just make Watch Dogs with the same control scheme and everything as Assassin's Creed. 
Yeah. Because, oh, it was a pain in the ass trying to do the Assassin Creed bit of this game to unlock this character. Having to, like, jump across. I'm like, and you just, every, no matter what, like, you just, you know, have to, like, walk up to the edge and wait for the button prompt, but you just hold the button and hope to God it jumps properly when you hit the edge. Uh, I, uh, the last time I played Legion was when they re- introduced the two-player co uh, co-op. Uh, there's um the the even the like the, there's the zombie bit. I have to go back in and try and play it in, uh, some more because I tried to play it one time and I got like swarmed. So I have to see how that works out. That might be you know funner to play. Um, is that cross? That cross should, play? It should be. Oh, maybe I I'm don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know how like account names and shit work on crossplay. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. I think you just put in the PlayStation name or the Ubisoft name or whatever. Yeah, that might be. Hey, I don't know. I don't the know Ubisoft how the crossplay. Account. I don't know how the crossplay works. Like they, even for even like Destiny Two, I don't know. Unless it's a, you would have to like find an ad by like a Bungie account. I don't know you Bungie account. I don't know. I don't know how it works. But story for Destiny too, like for the Witch Queen expansion, has been really, really good. I mean, there is stuff that I still wish they would put cutscenes in instead of it just being written text for like weapons and shit. But. I do like the direction that they're going. I called it at the beginning of Destiny 2 that by the end of all this, you're going to have like Cabal and Fallen. Like, at some point, you'll probably be able to, if not in this, then in like Destiny 3 when that eventually does happen. Because after the final shape, they've got to do something. Or even before then. Because you've got. Hive with the light now. Basically, Savathun was like, I've been on your side the whole time. The reason you all survived the collapse is because I made sure it happened. I made sure you survived. So, it's been... It's it's very, very interesting. But again, this is like proper Bungie storytelling after they left Activision. Activision was all about like skimp on the story, you know... Up the microtransactions. Grind, grind, grind. Because even the season passes now, like, you used to, the season pass structure before, like, the free, the free path didn't really have anything. And now, like, the free path and the, the, uh, the pay path, like, they're both full. So, I think, like, the, like, you need the the paid season pass to get like the armor mods and shit like that, and but there's something there's no empty levels that I if, that I can remember off the top of my head in the in the the season pass now, whereas there used to be to get you to want to buy the season pass just like all the other games with season passes do, trying to get that money, but uh, yeah, it's um. Uh, yeah, other than that, I really haven't uh, done much. Um, 
the top five uh, movies, which I went from top ten to top five, is uh, is running late. So yeah, there's not really been much that I've watched or played. Uh, I got my tickets for Morbius. Go watch Morbius. Yeah, she sent me a a text saying yeah, that. seeing if uh, my my theories are right that all this multiversal shit has uh you know connected the worlds since uh you know Michael Keaton's in the trailer still so. Yeah, I'm going to pass on Morbius. I have no desire to see that movie. It's Sony once again. They've been doing it for the past 20 years of just trying desperately to make a... to get that Spider-Man universe going. Now they're just going to throw all these side characters to try to make them... I mean, that's all it... It would be either his own movie that you would have to cram an origin in. No, it's either his own movie you get to tell the full origin or a Spider-Man movie where you get, like, a 10-minute telling of of his origin. I mean, there's other characters you could have done. Minus, like, it's good that they're doing Craven. Craven's getting his own... And they're going to try and adapt Craven's Last Hunt, but without Spider-Man? There's no way. You can't do it. You can't. You can't do any of his villains without him. Look at Venom. Venom sucks. Yes. You just going by Spider-Man's how- villains outside of maybe Norman are not that deep. Norman makes the villains deeper when he's like in charge of a group of them. I don't know. Craven's pretty deep. For that one story, though, but that yeah. wasn't his first story. No, he's been around since like the sixties. That's what I'm saying. They, these film directors come in and they go, they want to adapt like certain stories, and it's like with nothing building up to it, it makes no sense. Mm. Like Batman versus Superman makes no sense for these two characters who are almost a hundred years old and are like best friends, and now like we're supposed to believe they these two hate each other. They don't even know each other. Well, like you, you have. They built it up like you no, know, and, and Zack Snyder again built it up like it's the big Dark Knight moment. Like yeah, well that Dark Knight moment had lifetimes of interactions and a relationship between those characters. That's why Dark Knight is like that's a big deal. But you don't get that because you think. My shitty Superman and my first appearance of Batman should have that kind of emotional moment of fighting one another. But both of their moms are named Martha. Which I, I don't think his that? I don't think has ever come up in the comic books. Uh, I think it's who knows. It, like I'm sure if that actually ever came up in the comics, it would have been brought up when that was in the movie, and I saw no one bring up where a point where they even talk about both of their moms have the same name. I bet you, like, Zack Snyder was in, like, some fucking room with, like, 
Ben Affleck and Henry Creville and all that, and they're going through the script and blah, blah, blah. And he gets to that one point, he's like, and they realize both of their mother's names were Martha. And then he does that mind explosion, like, boo. <laughs> like, Think, it's a big fucking Thinking deal. he's got something. And yeah. Like, nah, nah, like, dude. No. <laughs> yeah. Because he's a fucking genius. Um, As we saw with Army of Darkness. No. I watched the film recap of... Oh, Army of the Dead, not Army of Darkness. Army of the Dead. No, Army of Darkness is Army, yeah. 100 times better no. than this one. Army of the Dead, horrible. Um, what, what was the sequel? Oh, was it Prequel? Army of Thieves? Army of Thieves, yeah. Which is way better. Yeah, I watched the film recap where they basically break down that two and a half hour film in like three minutes. Oh, no, uh, 15 minutes. Army Sorry. of Thieves is so much better. So much better. Why? Because <laughs> Zack Snyder didn't fucking do a thing to it. Yeah. I've got... I've been meaning... I heard good things about Adam Project. It looks funny. Um, I saw he put up a video. And it's the little kid that plays him. Like, sitting behind him. Quoting a line from... Deadpool 2. And he starts... The line starts with, like, fuck Wolverine. And it's just Ryan Reynolds sitting... With his camera pointed back towards him, and the kids like verbatim reciting this line, cursing left and right, and Ryan Reynolds is just like wide eyed, like with the shock face, because this kid's just going off like from memory. Yeah, it's a. Uh... I don't know about Free Guy. I watched it. I did so. I did. I did watch it. I don't know if I said that last week, but I did watch it. Because it's free on Disney Plus now. That's pretty good. Is it? It is. Yeah. It is honestly pretty good because, like, the way, like, it's, uh, of course, it's Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds and, and reacting to things like Ryan Reynolds would. But he's playing a self, uh, like, a newly self-aware AI, so it doesn't come off as Ryan Reynolds. It comes off as, like, okay, yeah, like, so he acts, like, an unknowing idiot because he is an unknowing idiot. Um, I watched, did you watch the honest trailer of Mm -mm. it? So I watched that last night and literally they're describing the whole movie, the, the plot of the movie side by side with the Truman show. (laughs) And it's literally the exact same movie. I mean, and, um, yeah, no, because sound very the fucking only to me. person in the Truman Show that wasn't in on it was him. Yeah, this is literally an AI, and the entire world's full of like in, like they don't know what's going on. This is more of a like yeah I I get and that's not it's. Even everyone on the outside in Truman Show knows it's a show. Everybody watching what he does in the game, like, yeah, they're watching him do it, but it's not a show. It's him doing these things legitimately just in the game world. When he breaks his program and becomes, like, a free But he doesn't doesn't break his program. Like, that's... He's literally, like, he's... So... 
the actual premise of the movie, the movie is Ryan Reynolds becomes self-aware. Not that he's a program. He thinks he still lives in the real world until he talks to the girl. He just decides to like, you know, maybe I don't want to do the same thing over and over again every day. And then he's... So, he's living his life, right? Jim Carrey doesn't realize he's on a TV show until really, what, the end? He thinks, he, he, he notices there's shit that's up. Yeah, he, he, and he falls in love with a girl, one of the actresses who's not supposed to be a love interest. Yeah. And she's trying to hint at him that something's up. So, but essentially through most of the movie, he still just thinks the world, like everything around him is, is the way it is. So it should be. Things are just off. Ryan Reynolds' character literally walks through, sees the girl that's in the trailer, and just, like, even before then, like, he thinks about this girl that he sees all the time, usually in the same place every day. He then decides to not just go along with everything that happens. And when he does, you know, stop and act, you know, becomes an NPC that p- kills a player character and, and takes basically his the, 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 the glasses of the player characters for the interface, notices, hold up, the world is, like, fucking crazy, can't convince his best friend in the world to try it himself. So it's not... He is still the only one that's aware of everything up in, you know through most of the movie and come to find out the whole reason he is way is, is because it, the movie is more about the shitty, you know, game development and shit like that. Cause title Watiki's character, uh, character basically bought a simulation game where you didn't do anything. You just watched this society go about its business. They had wrote code, to. They had wrote the code that Ubisoft Wish It wrote for Legion. Where, like, you know, when you're in watch playing Watch Legion Legion and you're you you scan like a an NPC, it tells you their life, and if you try and recruit them, you can go look and see exactly where they're gonna be at at any time of the day, and when you go to that place, they'll be there. Well, the actual version of that code that would create a fully functional city is what this GTA Online ripoff is built on. And the guy who designed the code put in special parameters for, like, a random character. And those random parameters, you know, activated because... He was writing a, basically a love letter to the girl he worked with to develop the game. And of course, she's in the game trying to find out if Taito Watiki's character basically stole their code to build his game on and set in motion everything else. 
the only I, again, I can't even say it's like true because Jim Carrey doesn't become aware he's in a television show until way later. And all the NPCs in the Truman Show are in on it. Like, nobody's in on it in this. Other than, like, when the devs go in the game or the player characters go in. So, yeah, I, I, I would definitely say Free Guy is not the Truman Show. Because the only Truman Show aspect of it is the fact that we stream games now. That's it. If we if Twitch didn't exist and people didn't stream watching other people play games, this would this this is this is more dot hack. That old anime where that kid gets caught stuck in it by himself, but it's still the game with all the NPCs and shit. Except instead of a living person getting stuck in the game, it's one of the NPCs becoming self-aware, which basically makes him a real person amongst a a, a, a server of of NPCs. But yeah, I the it's I yeah I would not compare Free Guy to Truman Show, and just all the other references and things that are in it. Like, I mean, to me, it's done better than. The Captain translation America. of Ready Player One. Yeah, Captain America's in it. For a brief second. For a brief second, the Hulk, he turns in his Hulk hand. Uh, but you've got Mega Man's Mega Buster in it, briefly. Like, it, it's things like that. I mean, they make sense in a world like that. But, I mean, Ready Player One, the, the film adaptation, threw that shit in there gratuitously. Like the like that's a that's another that's a book that I wish got made got would have got made better, cause that book's really good. I don't know about his follow up. Uh, I kind of lost interest like a few pages in to his follow up, cause it was basically like what if uh like Gallagher Galaga you know the old spaceship shooters from the eighties yeah was real, kind of almost like. The Last Starfighter esque. I would say that's kind of a Last Starfighter ripoff, his second book. Pixels. No. <laughs> As in like the kid see like the, the actual space armada. I don't know if in Armada if in that book it's like they were a game and then like they come to life. I don't know. I I didn't get that far in. But it is like literally the opening scene is a kid sitting in school or whatever and out the window he sees like this fucking alien spaceship come flying in and nobody else really notices it. About the only thing I liked about Ready Player One is when he went to a shining world. I don't even think... That's not even in the book. It's, it's a different... It's a different... Uh, oh no, it's done differently. It is in the book. Okay. But it's done differently. Um, the one thing I was worried about with Free Guy is that I found out is the script was written in 2016 and I don't know how the jokes would land now like it's, five or six years later I think because game development really hasn't changed much since then it's like Grandma's Boy like Grandma's Boy, the game development jokes, it's the most the majority of that is like man child and game development jokes that the general public's not gonna get anyway. Yeah. This is a lot of 
again, because he's not a normal person, he's only, he's speaking from what he knows of the world that he lives in. You don't have like the really dated pop culture references other than Cap Shield, the Mega Buster, which again is is outdated reference anyway. The um, Twitch streamers that that'll that won't age well. Like people in five years won't know who the fuck any of these people are. Like people know who Ninja is, but I don't think he's as big as a as he was. No, and I guess what I'm saying, none of those Twitch streamers or YouTube channel people or whatever that's in it, I don't think will be any, like, you won't, like, I didn't know who, I knew who two of them were. I just know Ninja. Like, and then the girl, like, everyone, that's, like, I don't even know what the fuck she does to make as much money as she does. Pokimane, whatever the fuck her name is, like, just a wasted fucking, I don't know. But, like, she's in, like, there's a bunch of them, like, YouTube channels that I'm supposed, I'm assuming are legit people from YouTube channels. Yeah. Don't know anything. It's like fucking Ninja. I saw a fucking commercial for a master class of, like, how I can get you streaming and getting noticed in 30 days. I'm like, Jesus Christ. All these motherfuckers are like, yeah. I got nothing better to do with my money now than fucking try and scam other motherfuckers. Be good at Fortnite and get lucky that Drake jumps in one of your games and yeah, you play yeah. with Drake one night Cause, uh, and that's how you become famous there's like, there's like a bunch of people I mean and it's hilarious the amount of to- amount of fucking things that have reached out to me trying to sell me like learn how to do YouTube and get you know your first thousand subs and you make your first thousand dollars on your podcast and you're like dude you're a fucking real estate scam that's what you are like you're a real estate scam for the for the twenty tech twenty first twenty second century whatever you want to call it, because I've set up those shows for those real estate scams before, and those people don't give two shits about the people that are in those. Because you know they really should not speak openly when there's just some random stranger setting up all their equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I'll watch it. Um, unfortunately, I got like. A whole bunch of stuff on Netflix. I got to get like Adam's Project. I want to see Bad Vegan Limited series came out that that looks like another fucking uh, Tiger King crazy ass shit. That there's, hap- a, uh, there's a Tiger King thing on Peacock. Peacock. I want to. It would. Uh, what's Kate, face from Saturday Night Live? I want to. I want to Ma- watch Kate McKillen. Kate McKinnon, Yeah. Um, I guess we'll talk about some news. Um, fortunately, William Hurt passed away. You might know best as. Uh, I mean, people would know him as Thunderbolt Ross. Thunderbolt Ross, yeah. Or you've seen him in broadcast news. Fucking. Um, why am I blanking on his fucking movies? I was just. His big movie was Broadcast News. That was kind of like what... He was in that... Really popular... He was in Lost in Space. He was History of Violence. Altered States. Um, it's 
So I'm guessing they're going to do Red Hulk with somebody else, probably. That, well, you could... If they do Red Hulk. You could you could still, I mean, you just pay his family to use his image. Because Red Hulk doesn't... Red Hulk usually just stays red. Like, I've never really seen... I've never seen him go back and forth. Oh, he was in Dark City. He's been in a whole bunch of shit. Very underrated film. Kiss of the Spider Woman was a big one for him. Children of the Lesser God was a big one for him. Uh, the Big Chill. Body Heat. A lot of his big films was like early early to mid 80s. And then... Um, but yeah, he was a really good actor. And I, I don't see his... He was in an HBO show that was like super popular. Was News he in Mad Men? No, Newsroom. I think it was the name of it. Oh no, young, uh, young how like older Howard Stark was in Mad Men. Oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, people are getting old and they dying, man. It's uh, it sucks, but it happens. The um, and he wasn't even the major one. We'll talk about that one next. Like in the wrestling, um, Obi Wan Kenobi trailer. Oh yeah, um, all kind of speculation on which way that's going. What sucks is they completely cut out fucking Darth Maul. They redid. So Darth Maul was supposed to be the villain. They cut him out when he kind of uh, stopped shooting. I mean, they, they, they say that's it. sad, but they they that still. Supposedly they filmed scenes and all that stuff with... So, which is what I'm saying. Like, that doesn't mean he's cut out. Like, he might not be the main bad guy, but... No, again, the- like, his interactions with Vader and Maul shouldn't be massive. His his interaction with them can be big, but it can't be story-altering. Like, his interaction with Maul needs to leave it with Maul thinking he's dead. Because the next time Maul sees Obi, next time Maul and Obi Wan come together, he when he finds he realizes Obi Wan's alive, he's like he survived, he survived, and he like goes straight to fucking Tatooine to find him. Um, Vader like Vader, he Obi Wan has to beat Vader, but in a way in which it's not massively one sided. It's not on Tatooine. And yeah, it's not on. Yeah, it won't be on Tatooine. Because I don't think most of the show is probably not going to happen on Tatooine. Yeah, no. At some point, he, they leave off. Yeah. And and other shit happens. Lead the Inquisitors away um, from Luke. At least. So the Grand Inquisitor survives the show. The Inquisitor that was in the city with the big wide hat survives the show. There's two Inquisitors that I think we've never seen before, which is the main, the black woman you see, and then there's one that's sitting at the table that's got, like, hoses and crap coming off her head. Oh, the children of the... Uh, what are they called? I thought they were called something else, like no. the, the children of something. No, that's just... They're, they're, they're just the Sith Inquisitors. Okay. Um... Yeah, apparently when they first did the script and they were shooting, 
they said it felt too much like Mandalorian, and they wanted to make it like its own thing. Yeah, so, so they had to take it. They got to take them off world. The problem is yeah. all the characters that are worth anything to make shows about Boba Fett, Obi Wan, are going to be in locations you know. Yeah. So and again, why is everything always got to be on Tatooine? Well, if you were an actual fan, you'd know the fucking hyperspace lane that goes right past the fucking planet. That's why everything usually passes through fucking Tatooine. It's a major port. Yeah. It's like it's like setting a fucking movie in New Orleans and going, why is this movie got to be set in New Orleans? Well, the plot revolves around fucking shipping and shit like that. And New Orleans is a major fucking port. Just like, why all crime and mob movies got to happen in New York? Oh, wait. Because the fucking mob was big in New York. You know, people are like, oh, I'm tired of seeing you. Desert planets, because, you know, they have... Like, there's only so many, like, natural... Fauna and, you know, the, the, you can only do things a certain way. Like, yeah. to, to support the carbon-based life that humans are, you know, used to. Um, Moon Knight starts next week. Yep. And then when is... And it's only six episodes. I think Miss Marvel is June. Yeah, and apparently they completely change her. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so origin. she's not a, she's not an Inhuman. Like, she's supposed to be an Inhuman, but clearly, like, in this, she's not an Inhuman. She gets her powers from, like, some bracelets, which... Supposed to be connected to Shang-Chi? No. No? Is going to be probably the Quantum Gauntlets. Oh. Yeah. And so, she'll be connected to Ant-Man and the Wasp, probably. Quasar? And she's going to be... Yeah. Quasar? Yeah, and she's going to be in the Miss Marvel movie, or the Marvels movie, because yeah. they're doing it that way where they're all in it. Yeah, so she's not a shape... Not a shape shifter? No, she's, she's basically Green Lantern, if you yeah. watch the trailer. She's Green Lantern, but instead of green, she's purple. So she's... Uh, what were the... That, that corp did not have like a regular name like you had like green lantern core to yellow lantern core the red lanterns this was they were like the star sapphires or something I yeah think the ones that had like purple i think so the constructs. sapphires yeah so she's basically but i mean she uses it like she uses it like in the same way like you show her like using like the big huge fist off of hers i i guess i i mean i guess it's a way to it's also a lot of people complain. not having to explain what Inhumans are, but if we'd actually got a in good Inhuman show, or if you did, you know, Agents of Shield would have, you know, you'd have tried to like make Agents of Shield canon. She well, could have been an Inhuman. They, um, which is not gonna do. This is not gonna do any any good to that Avengers game because the characters are gonna be completely different from one another now I know a lot of people are pissed that they completely changed her she had a very tragic origin and stuff like that well I mean yeah I think but her also, exposure to Tar the Targaryen mist is not like all that happy and it's like, also the fact it, of this is a fucking kid show this is meant for kids yeah so I mean it's gonna be lightened and it's gonna be yeah, yeah it's not it's not gonna be this isn't you know Falcon and Winter Soldier this isn't uh, 
you know, like even WandaVision was pretty dark at times. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta make a broad spectrum of things. Like it's what it is. Um speaking of which, all the Netflix Marvel stuff in Agents of Shield are now on Disney Plus. I thought Agents of Shield was already on there. No. Um, I want to say, it, like it just went up with all the. Uh, yeah, that's right. Because they uh, they were all up on Netflix too at one point. So I guess I guess they weren't. Uh, but I thought they, I had thought they were. Agents of Shield was a good show at times, and then when they find like I I didn't like the last couple of seasons when they were just like screw it we're not even gonna attempt to be involved with with the MCU. Oh, the time travel stuff. Like there was a. Uh, Right before the big time travel thing, they uh, one of the like the teams there and like some agent they were meeting up with goes, "Have you seen the news about New York?" And she's like, "No, we're kind of busy with our own thing." And that was the last kind of like hint. And then after that, nothing. And then what do they do? They basically use the uh, their own version of the quantum realm time travel, you know, reality jumping. To uh, to its own end when the series came to an end, which so they could always they could always bring that entire team into the MCU if they wanted to because they ended using the like the quantum realm to travel basically between timelines and or the multiverse, however you want to look at it. So. There's at least an end there to go. All right, we want to we want to bring Coulson back, which I still think they should. All the better if it's a life model decoy, because then you know people have to come to terms with like Coulson's a robot, and you know Daisy wasn't bad once she was when she was you know not the center of attention. Just have her chop her hair off and actually look like Quake. I don't know. It's a. She was kind of the reason why I kind of stopped watching the show. That's because no, 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 that first season was horrible. Because it, it like the first couple of seasons, even the Inhuman stuff, kind of centered around her, and I was like, yeah. she is not a good actress. She is not good enough to carry a show. But then when they started like giving everybody like equal fucking screen time, I'm like, there we go. It's a team show. It's called Agents of Shield. And it got better. So much so it was on this fucking TV for seven seasons. When they were like, why? Like, every year, like, oh, it's going to get canceled. Oh, it's going to get canceled. I don't know. I thought it was a good show. It had its moments of greatness. And it had its moments of like, oh, my God, this is horrible. Yeah, I kind of stopped watching after what they did with Ghost Rider. Yeah, go. I mean that that season was like Ghost Rider. That Ghost Rider part of that season was really good. Like the life model decoy stuff after that wasn't that great, but the Ghost Rider stuff was really good. And I really want them to bring Robbie back. I wanted him. I want them to bring him back as Robbie. And I still want Nicolas Cage to play Johnny Blaze. Maybe in Doctor Strange two. No, I don't know. This is supposed to be people pointing out that uh, Halle Berry was somewhere and she's got her short hair, her short white hair, 
with the black highlights, like Stormhead and I think the third movie. Yeah. Or the second movie, one or two. And I'm like, oh my god, that I mean that would I would not be opposed to like a big massive cameo of like all the X Men from the Fox universe. That would be fun. But again, we still need to at some point Kevin Feige needs to like step up and, you know, properly introduce mutants into the MCU, even though we've got a couple of mutants in the MCU already. They just weren't called mutants. And they didn't get to use their powers. Because the dude that, uh, what's his face, breaks his arm in the prison in Black Widow is basically like a mutant werebear. Okay. Yeah, instead of like, like Wolfsbane and all those other characters that like, um, yeah, the wolf, like he turns into like a big massive bear. So... I don't know. I just want, I want that. And then I, for for some reason, this just, I I did this the other day because I saw a friend of mine posted of how old Spock was when he finally legitimately died in Star Trek. Like through everything in the time trial, like he was like 161, which technically he died early. He died young because his dad died at like 200 and some odd years old, 203, 205. Oh, um, but Cap was literally a hundred and eighty, hundred and eighty-five. Captain Kirk? No, Captain America. Oh, was a hundred and eighty-five. I think was the final number I came up with when he shows back up at the end of Endgame. Everybody's like, "Oh no, he looks. He's 105." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. You're he just because he aged 105 years does not mean he's 105. You're not counting the fact that he went back in time and lived another 75 years. Oh, I get, I get what you're saying. Like he goes back in time. I think they say like around 35." And they actually, Marvel put a, a, an age on him when he comes out. Like, he gets frozen at 27. How long was World War II? Four years. So. 40, 41 to 45. So, he was like 23. Skinny Steve was like 23. No. I thought I thought he would have been younger than that. Nope. Skinny Steve was like... That's what I'm saying. Like Skinny Steve's like 23. Because if he go, he gets frozen at 27. So he's like, yeah, Skinny Steve's like 22, 23. Like, early, like very early 20s. Yeah, because at the end of that movie, they talk about Adolf killing himself in the bunker. And Red Skull was basically like, fine, I'll... I'll take over and do it myself. Yeah, so it's he comes out, he still looks twenty seven, and then like he ages up like he's like thirty five after the time jump. 
and then goes back, lives out his life like another 75 years, which is why he only looks 105, looks 105. But yeah, he's like 185, 190. I don't know. I'd have to see if it's in the history of my calculator because I was just like, for some reason, I just sat down and like, I'm going to figure out how old Cap was at the end of Endgame. And again, no matter what they keep trying to say, every theory points back to the fact that Steve did live in the MCU timeline the entire time. Because if he went and put everything back the way it was, he would have the timelines would have all merged back together. Like he never left the main timeline. So And then there's like a theory that no, he left he left and came back when the button got pressed and that was after uh, after Peggy died. And I'm like, that still makes no sense because he would have came back on the platform. He can't come back to the platform if he's just already there. And since time runs in a straight line to the perceived conscious, until he showed up right then and there, they would not have seen him. So yeah, like it's I still my it's my theory and in, in the way I in my head canon goes, Captain America lived throughout everything that happened and knew he couldn't change anything in order to get back the way it was. And that would be a great set of movies. Get Chris Evans to come back and do that where he doesn't have to like get in the the Captain America suit. And do all that. Let him be like some weird agent. Give him like some student, like some different name. Let him be an agent. And find out like he, throughout the whole thing, he's like, how do I prevent Thanos? How do I prevent Thanos? How do I prevent Thanos? And then comes to the realization that if he does, it'll change everything and he has to let everything play out. That would be a great set of movies. They, um, I think he said he showed interest into. I'm sure he's gonna. Back. He'll be. He'll be played. And again, they already invented. They invented in 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 Infinity War. No, in Endgame, the way to de-age him with the whole Scott. Turning an old man, turning into a baby. They can move time through Cap, just like oh, they did yeah. Scott, and bring make him young again. Um, I guess we'll talk about the finish this with the one big thing we both seen is the Batman, and I thought it was very good. Like, I thought Robert Patterson did a great job as Batman and Bruce Wayne. Uh, a lot of people that was complaining about his Bruce Wayne didn't get, like, what he was trying to go for. Uh, like, the... No, because the mass audience just sees Batman as a badass, and they're like, you know, Batman needs to be a badass, and he wasn't a badass. 
I thought everything. I thought Matt Reeves did a great job. Well, the movie looks great. It sounds great. The the music, the music is awesome. It's well, it's well acted. The atmosphere, like yeah. showing Gotham as this. And one. Gotham looked huge. Yeah. Unlike every other version of Gotham, where it's just like this small city, and then Zack Snyder's like, oh, it's right on the other side of the river from Metropolis. Like those wide shots made Gotham look bigger than f- it looks like the size of L.A. Yeah. But with all skyscrapers. And it's good too. It's it how they basically gave them gadgets and kind of made it practical real world, like stuff that can actually Yeah. He happen. hasn't he hasn't gotten the crazy gadgets yet. Yeah. Cause he probably hasn't met Lucius Fox yet. Um and again, we need I you see, man, like I would I would hope you would do something like People would complain if they did it, though, because they're like, oh, they're just trying to be like Marvel, where like you bring in J.K. Simmons to play J. Jonah Jameson across movies, right? Bring Morgan Freeman back in to play Lucius Fox. That was one of the good things about Nolan's. That's one of the good castings in Nolan's uh, Batman movies was Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. And that's when he starts getting the crazy tech, because I saw a video of the, about the preview, the prequel novel to this movie. So they, the Warner Brothers released a, a prequel novel. It's not all that big. It's like two hours audiobook, and uh, like Bruce built that car, not to be Batman, but he, as a kid, like a teenager, he wanted to build a really fast car, and he just kept adding to it and adding to it and adding to it. Until he had what he had, like that sounds like something like that, like a, that Bruce Wayne would do. That that's the smart Bruce Wayne that we've never gotten. The best part about his this version of Batman is they actually show him being the world's greatest detective. On his way to being the world's greatest detective, since he didn't he didn't pick up on oh, a rat the, with wings is a bat. <laughs> no, uh, it came down to Falcon Falcone. No, yeah, Penguin tells him a rat with wings is a bat. Is a bat. Yeah, because they're because Andy Circuses. Um, Spanish, Spanish ain't very good, <laughs> but it came down to a rat with rings, Falcone, Falcon. Yeah, they said it could mean Falcon. Yeah, like it all meant they. But again, he didn't see, he didn't pick up on like, oh, he means me as well. Like all these bird themed characters. But had he picked up on at that moment that he was after going after him, he'd have probably solved it a lot quicker. Oh, at the end where he didn't realize that's a carpet yeah. uh, tool. Um, but the um, at the beginning at the mayor's scene where he just sees stuff that the Gotham PD is missing mm-hmm. and stuff like that and, and instantly knowing the riddle, the answer to the riddles. And... Um, um, Jonathan Wright as 
Gordon was very good. He kind of carried the movie because he did. Which is, he had a which, lot of lines. I'm trying to figure out how the Batman, the Bat, the Bat Girl series doesn't take place in this universe then. Because Keaton's Commissioner Gordon was was well, there was a Commissioner Gordon in Keaton's Batman, right? I'm sure, and I'm pretty sure he was white. Yes. Batgirl's black. So unless it's going to be another one where like, oh, he, she had a black mom, we're just going to do that because instead of like, well, you could is, just you could put it in this universe and then it makes complete sense. He's not even commissioner yet in this movie. Yeah, no, but what I'm saying is like the Batgirl series that's already filming has Michael Keaton as the Batman in it. Um, a funny little tidbit about this movie. I instantly recognized as soon as this guy started speaking, the chief of police mm-hmm. is from um, Al Flag's Mean Death. He plays like, I guess, technically one of the villains mm. in, in the show. But he has a very distinct voice that he looks nothing like from the show, what he does in the movie. But as soon as he started talking, I'm like, that dude sounds... Fo- that's the fucking dude from All Flags Mean Death. Yeah, but, the, the um, the whole like and uh, like just the the people in general who complaining about like, you know, Bruce, oh Bruce Wayne isn't you know emotional and closed off like that and stuff like you know all the all the character critiques. It's like, well, Matt Reeves said the his uh, his cut of the movie would be like five hours. Yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot more character stuff that's not there. And I know the the novel literally has him have all these confrontations with people about him being Bruce Wayne as a kid. And he just, he hates how he gets treated. So he doesn't go out. It, it causes him to be antisocial and to like not go out. It's also, he is so 100% in on Batman to, to oh, fulfill yeah, yeah. And at this point in the, the movie, promise. he's like, yeah, he found out how to, to how to do things and, and make things better. Yeah. And he's all in on it. And the fact of Matt Reeves basically made this character after Kurt Cobain because he was listening to a lot of Nirvana when he was writing the script. Clearly. Um, that was the inspiration for Bruce Wayne. Of how Cobain didn't like to, to be in the spotlight, didn't like to stardom and stuff like that. But he had this talent and the musical talent and made amazing music. But he hated being in the spotlight. He didn't like it. And it's kind of like Bruce Wayne. Like he just wants to focus, Cobain just wants to focus on making music and doing that. Where Bruce Wayne just wants to focus on being Batman and living up to his promise that he that he made for his um, to keep the fulfill the the destiny that his parents yeah and I mean I'm sure like I would I, I, again I would love them to put like alright you gave Zack Snyder shitty ass movie like a director's cut like finish fucking Matt Reeves's Batman movie and, and put the whole thing out yeah, on thought- fucking HBO Max Zoe Kravitz did a great job as Catwoman. Like, they had great chemistry. Um, the whole flooding the city. It It's a it's a scene that needs to be there because it it's him realizing after he saved, when he falls and then he saves the 
the new mayor and the and the people and the 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 child of the mayor, the ex mayor that died at the beginning of the movie, is him realizing that he has to be a different type of Batman. Like he just can't be broody. Yeah, he just can't. Well, I mean, and here's the thing. Like I think that's a little. That's the kind of thing you get when you try and make a Batman who's isolated from the rest of the DC universe. Like, yeah, comic book Batman is hope for the average citizen, maybe in Gotham. But he still is the boogeyman in the shadow. Well, yeah, they set that up at the beginning. That of the scares film. everybody. Whereas I think it felt to me like they were almost stealing some Superman to like Batman has to be hope. It's like, you don't have to be, you just have to show that you're not a threat to, you know, non-criminals. Like, you're a hero. It's also good. I like the way they wrote him kind of basically, I don't, like when he was talking about Catwoman, uh, the girl that disappeared, and how basically he was like, Maybe she did something to deserve this and yeah. all this all this stuff and always looking at different angles of people. It's like sometimes people's not as cut and dry as you like, see them. I heard one complaint that we don't, you know, basically the girl, you know, they refrigerated the girl like as a plot device that, you know, nobody, like they, no one... There was no attachment to the girls to die. So it doesn't mean anything. And it's like, yeah, because ultimately to Bruce and the Batman and the plot of the story, it doesn't mean anything until you know for sure that there's evidence that Falcone himself killed her. The problem is you need a body. And then after that, after you hear the phone call, then you get the body. So then, if Falcone's alive, which I'm sure he's not dead, you're never given... He got shot in the head. No, he didn't. No, he got shot in the body. Yeah. Sorry. Which Look. is literally what happened to him and Thomas Wayne fixed him. So you can you can write... They, they wrote in the movie that he survived a gunshot once already. Well, there's a, um, there's a hint at Hush, the Elliot... Uh, well, yeah, family. it's in the... Yeah. Um, but again, without that being Tommy Elliot, without that being, like, Bruce's best friend, like, you kind of... That character doesn't work. Yeah. it. This movie hints at so many different... I mean, because he's... Cl- like, this is... Again, this is a movie you can tell somebody was a fan when they made it, when they wrote it. Like, you can tell Matt Reeves knows Batman. And, like, I'm assuming any, a lot of these actors, they, uh, they might get coached to, you know, when, especially now, to, like, drop certain things when they're talking about stuff. But Robert Pattinson's of an age that I could believe he read Court of Owls. Because 
who was he to like I it was all it was the four main people. Carnivals? Well no, I'm talking like they were in an interview. I think it was like Vanity Fair or whatever when they do the videos of like the people standing around and you they ask questions or whatever. Pattinson threw out Court of Owls and Dano, Paul Dano was throwing out like vague references to Court of Owls. Oh, could they actually be in this movie? So clearly that was something that was brought up either by Reeves himself or like you could say, all right, they're of the age where they probably read Court of Owls because it's a few years old and Pattinson's only like 35 because they were asking him, like, what would you want to see in a sequel? I I just hope they don't... Like, this was very realistic and very, you know, down to earth. Like, again, like, we have to be Nolan. And I think, like, the comics went a lot, a lot, a Nolan route after Nolan's movies. But, again, at least he looks like Batman and... You know, whereas Christian Bale looked like he was wearing hockey pads. You know, motocross pads. You want to hear a crazy stat? What? This is basketball. This is something regarding what we just watched before this podcast. Only 743 perfect tournament challenge brackets remain out of 17 million because of that. Because St. Peter's upset Kentucky. Uh... About an hour ago. So nobody's going to get that. A lot of people got kicked out of that million dollar perfect bracket. Oh, well. <laughs> but, um, like, even the Riddler, I, like, I didn't have no problem with him. And I could see that version. I could see that Riddler turning into, like, the question mark wearing... Riddler. Yeah. Because clearly, uh, even because Reeve said that version of the Joker that shows up at the end is like a proto Joker. He's not fully the Joker yet. And there is a scene that was like, so the scene with Batman and the Joker was filmed. The Hannibal Lecter style scene was filmed. So there is a fucking five hour version of this movie somewhere. I'm sure they're going to come out with the doctor's cut. And I could see, like, literally the the whole reason for adopting the crazy question mark. It, is Joker tells, like, even himself, like, you just have to embrace the theatrics of it. Like, some crazy, like... Yeah, they'll, they'll think you're crazy. Like, help, like, make them believe, like... I could see a version of the Joker being like, yeah, that's why, like, just embrace it. Embrace the theatrics. Supposedly, since the Joker's supposed to have, like, that disorder or whatever, they just, he can't not smile. So he's not going to be, like, a vat of chemicals or whatever. Yeah. Ace chemicals. I am hoping, though, that maybe, even if that is, or, like, have that, like, that's what happened from the chemical like have that be the result of the chemicals kind of like nickel nicholson's was um i want to say this movie inspiration like actual comics was obviously the long halloween 
part of yeah, Long Halloween was part like part of. That. I could see all of them kind of mimicking Long Halloween because definitely the Francone uh Facone stuff mm-hmm. is from that. Um, Batman Year Two mm-hmm. is they took inspiration from, and and there was one other Court of like the Court of Owls stuff is a lot of that like connected money kind of yeah stuff like that. Um. So I mean that that's the ground that they, that was the groundwork for, uh, for the Court of Owls stuff is basically what they were saying. The only problem I have is, how does the parents die? How are the only, <laughs> you know, like every Batman movie they have to show is fucking parents getting shot. <laughs> There's no reason you know they die. I don't think they'll look. Yeah. They they probably won't show it, which is why I was like, we shouldn't have this new dude playing the Joker. It should be Joaquin Phoenix. He's too old. No, because you can literally say, like the Joker's been around, right? Right as like a criminal or whatever, like in the in the insane asylum, but. I don't remember there being a specific date on the Joker. It's just a, a 60s aesthetic. I would say 80s. I would say early late 70s, early 80s. I'd have to go back and see if there's like an actual date given. Because if, if this is like New York City that he lives in, um, at that time period, it, it has to be late. 70s but again it's like still, son of sam it doesn't era. need to like as long as there's no date given it's a fictional yeah it's fictional like architecture and, and vehicle design and all that it changes so you could have had joaquin phoenix still be the joker and have him be what maybe 15 say, say he's like 15 years older than bruce Like, I don't see a problem with that. Jack Nicholson was older than Michael Keaton. And everybody loved Jack Nicholson's Joker until Heath Ledger came around. Yeah. I was just joking about the parents thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, then you wouldn't <laughs> have to because we got to see it in that. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a thing that's played to, like, every fucking Batman movie had to show his family getting shot. But again, it's... Even when Batman's not even in the film, it's not even a, the Joker... Yeah, they but had that to show was his fucking you, but, parents. Getting, but again, you had his parents were getting shot. You showed Thomas like you connected him to the Waynes. Yeah, the payoff is the Joker's chaos is what got the Waynes killed. That's the payoff for that. It's not like oh, Batman. It's no the person he thought was his father. The person he still thinks is his father is murdered not by him, but by, you know, the chaos that has all yeah. ensued from this. If in in the Joker's mind and in like the way you take it, if Thomas Wayne would have just accepted him, he wouldn't have gotten shot. And it's also the... Um Because for the longest time, when they were slowly unraveling the riddle of why the Riddler's doing this, um, and then when he introduced the reporter, mm-hmm. and I was like, to myself, I was thinking they were going to go the 
the Riddler is like the reporter's son. They, I mean, they still didn't completely outright say it's not that. No, well, they said he was an he was already an orphan in the orphanage. Oh, when it happened? Yeah, when it happened, because he said he was because he's in the background of the picture mm-hmm. of them opening up the orphanage, and there's Thomas. Yeah, William but he would have. He didn't. They didn't say the reporter died while he was in the orphan. Like they could have. The reporter could have got killed before. And Tommy and 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 Edward, you know, no, really he just died. Showed up in the like that's the orphanage he was in. No, Thomas Wayne and them got killed like soon after the reporter died, I think. Oh, I'd have to go. I have to go back and watch it and, I think again. It was like two weeks or something it. like that after the reporter died. Like Falcone talks about it a little bit. Um, I mean, it don't take long if they if you don't take long to fucking throw a kid who ain't got no other relatives in a in the system. I do like what the, the the prequel novel states, though. Like in the movie, you hear like they move to the they turn the orphanage the the mansion the mansion into the orphanage, and then they move to the tower. Like the train station is the train his back cave. Yeah, is literally the old train station that connects to the mansion. Like it's a it was like a private railroad that went from the mansion to the tower. And it's also I didn't know his mom was an Alcum. Yes, that is a that's a, that's a Court of Owls thing. Is it? Yeah. Okay. So then, if they're gonna go that route, then the possibility of introducing Bruce Wayne's brother into this whole thing, mm-hmm. and um, who suppos- supposedly died in a car accident, which they which is why they might not do Tommy Elliot. They might do Hush that way. Yeah. Then, um, because it's the whole fact of I'm guessing the Riddler just found out about all this corruption because he was an accountant for the city. Yeah, they just probably putting one, two, and two together and just seeing accidentally like, stumbled upon everything. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't like you. You're supposed to think he knows Bruce is Batman the whole time, but he didn't really know it. Yeah, and uh, but again, that's uh the whole obsession with Batman with Bruce Wayne thing. Him being like obsessed with Bruce Wayne as an orphan because you know he had to look at fucking Bruce's face every day at the orphanage in that fucking big ass picture and live in Bruce's house as an orphan. Like that obsession comes, that was Jim Carrey's Riddler's motivation. Yeah. Like he was obsessed with Bruce because he thought he saw in Bruce a kindred spirit in that movie because you don't get to see all the scenes that are cut out of that movie, but like Edward Nigma and, and Batman forever was like a bullied kid. And like around the same time that Bruce's parents died and you know, like there's a scene where he gets his head cracked open and like he passes out. And the last thing he sees is his own blood, like soaking into a newspaper of like the Wayne's dead and like it's a picture of Bruce like billionaire son orphaned or whatever it's not in the movie it's in the novelization for Batman Forever oh I was about to say I don't remember all this oh yeah no it's in yeah like that that Riddler had a way deeper backstory than they allowed him to have in the movie they um yeah it's him explaining like yeah because the money wasn't coming in we didn't eat yeah a whole lot rats would nibble on us at night you couldn't sleep they couldn't afford heat 
So, like, some of the babies didn't survive the winters. I'm going to assume... I would hope that they have him go back and take the mansion back over. As his house. And maybe do something where it's he fixes the orphanage or whatever. And that's how we get Robin. But... I don't like the tower thing. I didn't like that they kind of did away with... They kind of went that direction in Nolan's. Because the mansion burned down or whatever. And definitely in Batgirl, the Batwoman, the show. The cave is underneath the tower. Except it's a cave. It's not a train station. But I'm not, I just... I don't... I much prefer the... The bat cave being underneath the mansion. It's like the two houses are there. And it's like the fake. Like the... the Because the, again, it's Batman's real. Bruce Wayne's the mask. So it's like here's the fake public persona up here. And then on top of the... Hiding the real Bruce. I'm trying to think of what... They... Um but that would be the perfect way to bring Robin in. The one thing I had a problem with is when Alfred was in the hospital and he was in the shittiest fucking room in the whole hospital. <laughs> like this hospital they put him in has to be like really shitty because that was like a shit. Well, room. I mean, it's just everything. Somebody's looks, everything looks so dark and dingy. It, it, yeah. it, which is why like the whole everything like renewals a lie and everybody's like the, that fun didn't do anything. Yeah. And clearly the corruption's so bad it's probably draining the regular books. But I'm sure you probably got that one hospital that the super rich hospital that the fancy good or hospital. Or they they're all they all have private physicians cuz clearly yeah. Falcone went to a private physician when he got shot. He went to Thomas. Yeah, but um did they I don't know if they they did in the the cartoon the long Halloween um, that him and F- Falcone was they grew up as friends and they just kind of went their yes, separate yeah, ways yeah I mean that's that's based that's a I think that's a that might yeah that was a something because long Halloween brought up a whole bunch of, it fleshed out the Waynes a bit more because no, up until I don't know if they mentioned that in the movie no I mean it's implied they had some kind of Relationship. relationship okay even before the bull like the, the the like falcon getting shot they had there was some kind of relationship that he went to thomas because i'm sure they it cut out like falcon basically looked after or was kind of like a godfather to bruce wayne kind of looked after bruce wayne after the parents was killed in the they portrayed that way in the in the cartoon Mm-hmm. That they did. Yeah, I don't think they, they didn't do that in this because they they didn't have I don't think they really had to do that in this because they've switched over to Alfred instead of just being a butler to him being like special forces. Yeah. Even in this, like he was supposed to be Tom. He wasn't Thomas's butler. He was his bodyguard. And because they had a maid like to this to, to this day, he even has a maid with a maid that's never been in any anything else. Oh, that fucking scene when he um, realizes there's a bomb going to his house. 
and he keeps calling and calling and it's the perfect timing of like yeah that happened an hour ago yeah it's like where have you been we're trying to get in touch with you which again is going to lead in like i I love the fact that this is all this groundwork laid to like eventually like all the really high end gadgets and like the inner ear communicator like not whereas in this he had to have like that setup to be able to talk to her yeah you know remotely now like I I need to be able to be reached at any any time I need to you know I love the contact lenses where. And once the, yeah, he's it, done, it, he can go back and like analyze and, everything, yeah, record it because it records everything. Like it was like you said, the the the, the gadgetry is like got some sort of you know base in reality, and even then, still, it's it's one of those like some of the best science fiction ever written, you know, predicted technology we have. But did it really predict, or did it nudge the people who eventually create that technology to create that technology? Did somebody read H.G. Wells and go, I want to create, you know, a portable communications device? Because that's where it comes from. Like, Wells invented, you know, the personal computer, the personal communication device, you know, everything like that, like he did. So, did he just nudge people in that direction? Like, oh, I want to invent that. Or did he predict it? Like, it, it can be looked at either way. But necessity, you know, need necessity breeds invention. So now he needs to be able to come up with a way to be in communication at all times. You know, all these other things that need to happen. So uh, I think I think this is a good basis movie for, like, a, a, a Batman franchise. For the first time ever, we have an easy way into bringing in an actual Robin. Not a horrible Robin. Like, they they attempted it in, you know, Batman Forever, but I don't think it... I don't think it, it, it went that well. It didn't work that well. And I think Snyder goes, oh, you remember they they killed a Robin. Let's let's put that in this too. For no reason, like because the best stories that ever happened to my Batman happened off off screen. I've just got gritty old angry Batman. Mike, no, you suck. You suck. You suck. You suck. Well, then you get the one news, DC related, is that all the fucking movies got pushed back. Did they? Yeah. I had saw something, but I didn't hear any, like, I didn't see anything official. Every, everything got pushed back. <laughs> so, because before it starts in theaters, they play that, that, the thing with, uh, the Justice Society footage, like, the Black Adam footage. Yeah. The Aquaman, like, all that thing they put out, like, a month or two ago, they played that in front of the movie. And all it says is, like, coming in 2022. Yeah, that's not right anymore. Of course um, it's not. I'm trying to find the article. But yeah, I, I mean, dude, yeah. I don't know what Warner Brothers' issue is. I don't know why they. I don't know why they. Why they delaying it all? Like, also, it got leaked. Um, I don't know if they data mined it or they hacked the HBO Max. 
um, app, but April 19th is when the Batman goes streaming. And I think April... Well, I mean, it's 45 days after... Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was that was never a, a, a secret. But it's going to be on HBO that the movie channel premiere is the 21st. So, like, two days later, you can watch it on TV, like, on your cable, if you don't know the app. Black Adam is October 21st. Of this year? Yeah. When was it supposed to come out? Was it supposed to come out this summer? It was supposed to come out like last year, but COVID shit. Yeah, I know, but they had given it a 2022. Like, I thought they were, I thought it was, was it earlier this year or was it always that? I'm trying to find the, the original fucking set list. Let's see. Because, I mean. Okay, so here's the delays. Black Adam was supposed to be July 29th. Now it's October 21st. Aquaman was December 16th. Now it's March 17th. The Flash um, was November 4th of 2022. Is now June 23rd of 2023. The one, the one that I'm, the one that I think everybody's really looking forward to. They move like massively. They moved up Shazam from June 2nd, 2023 to December 12th, 2022. Wow. Um, Dude, then how is, how are they not ready? Because most of this shit must be done. And that's going to compete with fucking Avatar. That's when Avatar 2 comes out. Dude, Avatar 2 is not going to, I can't wait for that movie to tank. Mm. Um, Super Pets, I think, is... I think that's staying where it's at. I'm not a fan of how they're doing Ace the Bat-Hound. Oh, Kevin Hart? That is just like some stray. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a... Like... Uh, Wonka, the prequel with... Um, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, is now December 15th of 2023. Um, Meg 2, The Trench because they have to make a fucking sequel to that, mm-hmm. is August 4th, 2023. Which I had no idea they were making a fucking sequel to that. It made a little bit of money, bro. That's all it takes. It's a fucking awful movie. He literally fucking outswims a Megalodon in that fucking film. So yeah, that's all the... Dude, what the fuck is up with Warner Bros? Because most of those movies have to be done. Are they that crappy that they have to go do reshoots? Because you're pushing back what? Shazam, Black Adam three months? Yeah. But they're moving up Shazam 2. Like Which Shazam, Shazam's got to be done then. If they're going like, we're going to move it up, what? A half a year? Unless they made it looked at it, don't have any faith in it, let's put it out, 
around Avatar too. So that we was, can we can we can blame if, if yeah. we can blame his poor performance on that because I mean they went and his plus, suit his suit look I have yet to watch it. It record my DVR records it every time it comes on because I like put it on and like I'll eventually watch it. Shazam. Yeah. yeah, his suit in the first one looks perfect. I mean, perfect. What I mean, it's not exactly the. It's not the exact suit, but it looks good. Yeah, the one in the sequel looks horrible. So I've seen, and it's got that stupid texture that fucking the Man of Steel suit fucking had. Oh, the ripple. Yeah, like okay. even the, like his is all S shields, but like Shazam's, it just looks like S's for Shazam. I um. I've seen Shazam, like when it first came out, because I was working at the movie theater at the time, and um, like that's geared towards kids, mm-hmm. and it does it does that job. Mark Strong like, is great in it this, as the this, villain. The sequel just doesn't like the just Zachary Levy just looks horrible as Shazam. Like that suit just threw. I'm like, no, that suit just looks bad. Yeah, because there's no way you can. Pre- have somebody that fucking big look like Shazam because you need somebody basically like the rock size to play Shazam and um but Zachary Levy did a did a good job of playing that role as a kid in a man body in a man body with all these superpowers mm-hmm. um but it's it's a typical DC film like it's not very it's not written very well. Mark Strong is good in it as the bad guy. Yeah, I don't like that they they in this movie introduced like all these other people that have Shazam powers. Well, that's like an, that's an old sixties thing. Yeah, that's in the comics. But I mean, that's not a and that was something that wasn't in like it wasn't a main like they existed up until the New Fifty Two, but then like New Fifty Two. Gave us technically what we got in the movie. I don't know. It's weird. Like, I was never a fan of, like, all Mary Marvel and all the other Shazam people. Because it just makes him less and less special. The only thing is, the mom is, like, the biggest fucking piece of shit in his film. Like, they go out of their way to make the mom. I mean, you got to figure. It's made for kids, so they got to make the, 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 the orphan, like, the stepmom or whatever she is. Because Billy's no, supposed to be a fucking orphan. No, it's he tracks down his real mom. Oh. Who, who basically, they went to a fair, and she left him at the fair. And I mean, that's how it becomes an orphanage. Again, that's it's basically you got to make her look like a piece of crap. It's so, for the kids. So the kids, you know, will be like, yeah, the hell with the mom. The hell with mom. His mom sucks. Oh, no. it They double down on yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's That's what you would do in a kid's movie. Literally, he finds his mom... After he's given, he had the big fight, the big third act fight, to where he doesn't want to be with that family anymore. He wants to be with his mom because that's the main goal throughout the whole film was he was trying to find his mom because his life would be better if he finds her. Finally finds her at the end, and apparently she's like a, either dating or married to some piece of shit alcoholic druggy person, and she basically rejects him. At the doorstep, it's like, and he's pleading with her, like, "Mom, I'm finally here. We can be a family again. Let's go. Let's." And she's like, "No, I gave you up because I can't take care of you, and I don't want you, basically." <laughs> and um, she, 
the boyfriend slash husband or whatever he was off camera like who's at the door and she's like looks at billy and looks back it's like oh it's nobody and then she slowly shuts the door on him and then he realizes his real family was the adopted family that took him in and i mean that's 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 cheesy easy for a child oh, to understand right that scene is so fucking bad like watch that one scene. dude the best the best i think the animated uh i think it's shazam versus black adam movie it's old but the whole premise and setup is like clark's interviewing billy I mean, they did a great thing with Justice League when they introduced Shazam in Justice League. Or Justice League Unlimited. They introduced uh, Shazam. I think... Oh, no, no, it's not this... Yeah, I, I think... But I think it's somewhat the same. The same kind of premise. Was it, like... Did they... Because I, I know the movie, Clark is interviewing Billy for, like, a piece on orphanage or you know whatever but he knows who billy is yeah so he was trying to gauge you know what kind of person billy actually was that he had all these power like that he could change and do all this stuff and then he ends up fighting black adam him and superman i mean nothing's gonna beat fucking kingdom come I mean, that's the ultimate end for Billy. Like, him he's and, finally aged into... Him and Superman are fighting. Yeah, and fucking the nuke gets dropped. It's the fact of, like, him just saying Shazam every time he fucking punches him. To until, get that- until he fucking just had enough of it and, and fucking just, just grabs his fucking mouth and starts breaking his jaw. Um, so he can't talk anymore. And then the fucking nuke drops and kills everybody. Yeah. God, it's such a good fucking series. See, if DC wants to be really fucking bold, they can do Dark Knight Rises or the Dark Knight or do Kingdom Come. No, they should do... Or do Injustice. If they're going to do any of these weird, one, these weird, you know, separate universe, they need to do, do Kingdom Come. Pick who you want to be your goddamn Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. Who are you gonna make your meta humans? And then you gotta have your. Ass- no, because then you can go just then you can go nuts with everybody else. Like just make a movie where everything exists. You don't need to explain it. Just make a movie where everything exists. Tell the fucking story. If anything, I want I want a Justice movie. Like if you want to do a Justice League movie. Injustice is perfect. I mean, that's all they ever want to do is do the bad Superman story, so do it. Not Injustice. Um, but yeah, Injustice is a very good story. Um, no, it's just Justice, not Injustice. It's just Justice. Where the supervillain, the Legion of Doom, find out the secret identities and the weaknesses of all the Justice League people. Oh, that's the... Uh the start of the OMAC stuff. When is that the when uh Batman's files get stolen cuz they use his they use his weaknesses like how he figured out to take them all down. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think that was the beginning of like Brother Eye and OMAC, the OMAC stuff. And it's basically the 
super villains, the Legion of Doom, basically it starts off with them helping humanity. Like they'll go to third world countries and poison ivy would fertile the uh the land and like grow all these crops so people can eat, so hunger gets wiped out. Um I think Captain Cold brings in like all this cold weather and they can melt and have water. And it's all this great stuff. Um, Toy Man is making prosthetic robot mm-hmm. limbs, limbs and stuff like that for um, kids that's in war-torn areas that had um, had these horrific accidents and stuff like that. But it's all a front. And it's like Luther and all them. And the best part is Joker. Like they wouldn't let Joker into plan because he's the he's the fucking wild card. Mm-hmm. We're trying to keep up this facade. Yeah, and Joker, yeah, Joker wouldn't do it, and Joker wouldn't do it, and Joker's fucking great because he ends up, I think, blowing up the island that um, the Legion of Doom made supposedly to help humanity, but really they were just going to use it to rule over everybody. Yeah, because they, uh, they, I think they made it did it because I thought I saw animation where. Um, like Flash's uh, Bruce's plan to deal with Flash was like to implant a bomb in him, or something that he couldn't vibrate through. I don't know. Like he would just had a bomb hook. No matter what he did, he couldn't get it off of him. Um, like all these fucking things to be able to like take out the Justice League, and it was all it led into like the Brother Eye satellite and. Fucking Bruce got kicked out of the fucking Justice League. I think... No, I think they adapted it in Young Justice. I think that's what it was. I think they adapted this in Young Justice. It didn't get its own cartoon. They had, they they just did the storyline of, like, his... Uh, the fact that he kept a file on everybody and how to kill them. Yeah, they, they talk about that in, in Justice League Unlimited. Or oh, Justice. It was probably Justice League or Justice League Unlimited. He had, he basically told her, like, I have a file on everybody just in case. And it's like, what about you, Bruce? What if, what if you go bad? And then, um, that's why he's here. And he point, he pointed at fucking Superman. He's the one who's, who's going to keep me in check. Wait, because ultimately if, if, if Bruce has done something and needs to die, then it's going to be Superman. that's just going to do it in a fucking instant. And it's fucking it's it, it's Dick. Who if is if Batman goes fucking rogue, there's like and Soup refuses to kill him. Is it Grayson? Yeah, Grayson will fucking Grayson has been trained to the point where he's he should be regarded equally to Bruce. Yeah. So if the Batman goes rogue, then Batman Junior can take him out and probably one of the best things about justice reading it is when the scene where they when they go after superman it's him and lois eating at a dinner and then he gets attacked by like four different villains solomon grundy um metallo and I can't remember the other two. Is it so Solomon Grundy, Metallo? I think it's Parasite. Yeah, Parasite, because he drains his powers. He keeps draining his powers, and it's somebody. Else. Yeah, I can't remember who the fourth one is. And but yeah, it, it was like basically they're holding him down. Parasite's draining his powers as Metallo 
opens up his chest and has the kryptonite mm-hmm. coming close to him and he just looks up at the sky and he screams help me and that's the the last panel for that one issue mm-hmm. and it's so fucking like Alex Ross is fucking amazing artist and then the one person to come save him is Shazam and it's just a great shot of him Shazamming in annihilating all the fucking bad guys and him just standing there looking heroic with his uh, get his hero pose on in front of Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, God, it. I didn't like how it ends. How everybody's got this metallic suit thing, and they go to that island and they fight all the bad guys. Um, but that fucking series was so good. That definitely deserves to be, like Bruce Tim should have made that into a a cartoon. Yeah, um, I guess we can wrap it up there uh, for this week's episode. And, um, yeah, I'm Wayne. That was Paul. And we'll see you later.